So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. This would piss me off. Cats be like, I want a woman a certain type of way, but you're not that certain type of dude. So, so all the homies out here that's like, I want a virtuous woman, I want someone that ain't sleeping around like that, then you need to stop sleeping around too. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be a hypocrite. Don't have, you know what I'm saying? Don't, be, don't have bad 50 of them in the last five years, but now you want somebody that, that didn't really sleep. It's like, come on, bro. And so I think we should be who we want. I have people all the time that's like, um, um, I, want, I want the ideal husband. Well, are you the ideal wife? Or I want the ideal wife. Well, are you the ideal husband? Welcome to Hardly Initiated, where real men talk real shit. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, coming to you live with another episode here with my co-host, Ryan. We got a special one, man. It's about to be crazy. (laughs) Man, this is a a prolific brother here that we have on the set. Hmm. I would say here, I was excited as soon as I saw his name pop up that this was officially locked in. I literally told my brother Q that does our recruiting here. That this is gonna be the greatest interview we've had. Mm. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest interview we've had in a long time. He can he can actually second that I told you that because we we got a father here, mm. we got a community leader, mm-hmm. we have a husband, mm-hmm. we have a man that has done so much. You are gonna have a lot to bring to the people, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we look for. We rocking with Jeremy Anderson. Jeremy was phenomenal. Our school system was blessed to have him. I was about to cry. In 24 years I've been here, the best, most motivational, most inspiring I've ever heard. I want the people to know, who is Jeremy Anderson? Motivational speaker Jeremy Anderson will be in town to speak to the boys. Welcome to Harley Initiative. Man, <laughs> man, appreciate it, man. I got a lot to live up to. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, well, honestly, your name was already brought up because, as you know, we had Marriage Inc. on a few episodes in the past. Oh, my people. Shout they out to spoke. Shannon and Shirley. Yep. Shout out to Shannon and Shirley. They probably saved, if, if for every 100 people, for every 100 married couples that watch the show, 50 of those couples are going to guarantee the long-lasting marriage. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> at oh, least sure. at least 50 that watched it from front it to back. It was testimonies in the comments, whole testimonies. And mm. they spoke so highly of you mm. and the uh, prog- progression that you've had and mm. just, you know, what they've seen in you. And you obviously is so special. I mean, from the outside looking in, you seem like you got it all together. But you have a mentor yeah. in that area yeah. of marriage. Yeah. And I could start a lot of different places, but let's just start there. Like, what made you, as a married man... Say, you know what? Was it a point where you said, I need to get mentorship here? Was it something like a bad part of your marriage that happened? Or did you pop off from day one with a mentor like uh, Shirley and Shannon uh, uh, as your mentors? Hmm. So I'll say this. You know, I read it one time in the good book. It says that there is safety in a multitude of counsel. So the more people you get counsel from, the safer and the best position you put yourself in. And I mean, I've really been leaning on mentorship and coaching. Bro, even when I was in the dope game, like I ain't come up and just say, I'm gonna figure it out on my own. Like I had the OGs. Like when I first pulled up to the spot and he opened up the garage door and I saw like 500 pounds, I was just like, oh, I can learn from you. So I've always, every aspect, running clubs, like every aspect of life, I've been looking for mentorship. So now that I'm the man I am today, a man of God, a man of faith, a man of character, a man of integrity, I'm still following the same blueprint. So now I got mentorship. So years ago, Shannon and Shirley, shout out to the homies Marriage Inc. They were our marriage counselors when me and my girl first got married Mm. over 13 years ago. I've known them for over 25 years. You feel me? And so I just know I want to win. And I'm seeing too many people get divorced or too many people married, but they're not really happy. Bro, ain't nobody got time to live like that. That ain't next level living, bro. I I don't want to be out here capping. So I realized, like, I ain't got all the answers, Sway. You feel me? Right, like, right, right. I need help. And so let me humble myself, you know, because pride comes before the fall. I ain't about to be out here prideful. Like, I know it all. And I don't know it all. Marriage can be hard. And marriage can be amazing. And marriage mm-hmm. can be dope. But marriage can be very painful. 
And so I just realized, like, man, I want to have the best marriage. I need to get the best counseling and the best therapy. And luckily for me, Shannon and Shirley been there and done that. They didn't went down through there. Y'all had them on. Y'all know the gravity, the weight of their story. And so when I, I'm like, I can learn from somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that's kind of, that's, so that's how, that's for me, it's always been. You know what I'm saying? And then I've had several other different counselors throughout the years. Because, you know, you move to different parts of the country. You know what I'm saying? You connect with different people. But I'm just trying to win, bro. I'm really trying to elevate on every level. And I'm not going to be going to conferences and programs and making investments in myself and my business, but I don't make an investment in my marriage. Mm. Like, what's more important than my wife and my kids? And so if I really believe that, then my actions should show that. How long, and how long have you been married? 13 years. So you, you 13 years in, and mm -hmm. what, what would you say the benefit of marriage has been? My personal growth, my character growth. Bro, I am the man I am today because of, because of how I've been afflicted. Like, I am the man I am today because of the pain I've had to endure in marriage. Like, I am the man I am today because of the struggles I had in my marriage. I mean, we're we going to be on the podcast. We're going to keep it one thou while, right? Absolutely. Right. Like, bro, like, man, and I, I don't want nobody to hear what I'm about to say and be like, Psh, I ain't never getting married. Like, don't do that. It's, it, it is one of the best decisions ever made, and I married the right person. But if I'm on some little boy stuff, if I'm on some flesh stuff, if I'm on some selfish stuff, if I'm on some what I need, I would say I married the wrong person. Bro, my love language is physical touch. Like, my love language is words of affirmation. My wife really the opposite of that. She, You know what I'm saying? She, some women just ain't lubby-dubby, touchy, super <laughs> affirming like that. Like, my wife's, wife's amazing. I ain't got to worry about her out here in the streets doing nothing dumb, and she ain't going to run up the credit cards. Like, she's hella efficient. She's very trustworthy. Like, all of that can cook her behind off, and she bad as all get out, <laughs> which makes it extra hard because I want to smash every day. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, and so, but we not on the same page when it comes to intimacy, and that has been a, a big pain point for me. Because before I got married, bro I, bro, I was running two nightclubs. You know what I'm saying? One in the hood and then one upscale. You know what I'm saying? We're popping bottles every night. And so you go from that, selling weed by the pound. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go from that lifestyle. I had so much money, bro. I was renting different luxury cars every week because I wanted something new. So you go from that lifestyle, sleeping with whoever, to now settling them down, become a man of God. You get married. All right, it's one woman. But y'all just not on the same page when it comes to intimacy and needs and, and all the health issues. And so I tell people all the time that I am who I am today because of how I've been formed. You know what I'm saying? Like in my marriage because of what I've gone through. And it was hard. It was challenging. But I had to grow to the next level, if that makes sense. It's like, so I got a personal trainer, right? And I didn't want somebody to train me that was in similar shape to what I was in. I'm like, bro, you, if you're going to tell me to do this, you're going to have to have, like, really went through something. <laughs> right. Thanks. But, bro, when I look at my man, his muscles got muscles. He big as he is because he's gone through a whole lot of pain. So when people see who I am today, they see the success, the wealth, the travels, the, the life I'm living. they like, yo, how Jeremy do that? Because of the pain I've endured. Because of how I've grown. And so to answer your question, like, marriage has been a game changer for me, but I would not be who I am today if I marry someone who was exactly how I wanted them to be. And you know, honestly, I don't, I, I, what I'm afraid of and worried about is that our generation's pain tolerance is just not where it needs to be. Mm. Because even just the weight of that episode that I appreciate that they brought, that Marriage Inc. episode, is they really brought that dark side of marriage. They yeah. really talked about it. Because we see the love stories, we see the romanticism. And I think everybody kind of gets caught up in that and expects that. And when mm -hmm. they actually run into some real shit, they just were not prepared for that. And they don't know how to handle it. Even a young lady I'm, I was dating, she's, she's literally watching it. She comes back and like, man, she was like, they almost felt like they were talking you out of marriage. Hmm. When they were telling the things that they went through mm -hmm. and had to persevere through. But we need, we need more conversations like that. I 100% agree. Shout out to my brother, David Shans. I'll never <laughs> forget, man. We was doing an event. We had a conference. And um, he was, he can, somebody was like, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And within two minutes, he was able to convince them not to be an entrepreneur. He was like, man, it's hard. Sleepless nights. The marketing, the funding, the budget. People not going to want to support you. 
They was like, yeah, I ain't doing it. And he was like, see, you don't have what it takes. They was like, but you said it wasn't. He was just like, yeah, but if I can talk you out of it that easy, you ain't really about that life. So you got to really want it. And so you're right. The pain tolerance, I would say, of this of this generation, and, and that can be spread whether you X, Y, Z, like it's just the pain tolerance nowadays with people, it's not as high. And so you got to ask yourself, like, how bad do you want it? And, you know, when I look at what I've experienced, like I've, I've grown as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife helped me grow up. Let me tell you, don't get it twisted. Before we got married, like I was dope. I had some good things going for me. I changed my life around. I had a good job. Like things was really like working for me. I was on the up and up. But that grit, right, that strength, the depth that I have, you know what I'm saying, has come from what I've learned and what I've grown from in my marriage. And so I tell people all the time, like it's the best, but also the most painful um, decision I ever made. But that's my story. I got some people that's like, bro, marriage is dope. It's a little challenging, but for the most part, it's good. Then you got some people that's like, man, marriage has been hell, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but I fought through it. And so everybody's situation is different and everybody's pain tolerance is different. What, what were some of the biggest challenges you like, or the biggest challenge you had to face in marriage that you really had to grow and work through? Man, so I'm real, I'm real big on energy. And I began to see my wife's energy zap. You know, um, her health, she had a lot of health challenges. So like fibromyalgia, endometriosis, adenomyosis. You know, at one point we lost two babies back to back. You know, we hearing a heartbeat. We excited as a boy or as a girl. It's like when we lose children, it was like really rough. And so, you know, we took her to all these different doctors and they began to say, this is wrong with your wife. That's wrong with her. Here's a bunch of medicines. But one of the medicines was like, the side effects was could cause bleeding from the ear. I'm like, bro, the ear? I, I understand a nosebleed, but bleeding from the ear? I'm like, bro, what is that? And they was just like, yeah, well, if that happens, we got another drug. So I was really pissed, bro. I'm like, yo, my wife ain't some guinea pig. So I found out about this place called Wildwood in t the border of Tennessee and Georgia, all natural, holistic, herbal place. I sent her there. Her health got so bad, she couldn't even walk upstairs. Wow. Like, that's how much pain she was in. But she came back after a 10-day treatment. Ty changed. I was like, yo, what happened? What got into you? She was like, I um, changed my diet. I said, what you mean? She was like, I'm vegan now. I said, I thought we was Christian. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I don't get it. She was like, I'm, I'm vegan now. Like, I don't eat meat. I don't eat dairy. I don't. She began to list all the stuff. And instantly, I was like, well, if you don't eat beef, I don't eat beef. But I felt that first tear come down my eye, boy, because I love a juicy ribeye. You feel me? <laughs> but, but that was one of the challenges. It's like, okay, we vegan. Instantly. Overnight. Why? Because I'm desperate. Bro, I am where I am in my life because I'm desperate. I saw my wife dying. I saw her struggling. I was like, you mean to tell, I was like, she was like, no, nah, it's okay. I'll be vegan, plant-based. You can keep eating meat. I'm like, boo, it ain't no way. I'm in here grilling steaks and you scrambling tofu. It's no way you're going to be able to, to last when you smell that savory meat because I'm nice in the kitchen. You feel mm -hmm. me? I'm like, that ain't going to happen. So I realized I got to take this hit. I realized I got to take this sacrifice. And so, bro, I went plant-based. We went plant-based, veg uh, vegan for maybe two years. And then we went a year vegetarian. And then every year we slowly began, you know what I'm saying, to add fish and, and then premium cuts of meat. You know what I'm saying? We ain't eating at McDonald's and stuff like that. But we slowly, over about five years, began to add meat back to our diet as our health got a whole lot better. But that's... That's one of the challenges we went through, but that was something I was willing to do because I was desperate. I was like, yo, I just want my wife in the best position. So whatever it is I got to do, I'm willing to do it. Now, you, you know, because it's in sickness and in health. Mm -hmm. So when you're involved in this very long-term relationship, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't think many people would consider. Hmm. So when you're in, that, you're in that position and, you, you know, you're doing things like changing your diet to support your wife, where are you emotionally? Like, how is that impacting you when you're seeing her in this condition and you know you have to, you know, be there for her but also still take care of your other Man, responsibilities? As well? I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me, like, how, how was I feeling? So I appreciate you even having the heart to even ask me that. But I can honestly say with that particular thing, because I got some other situations to share with y'all, but with that one, I was actually okay because I was so excited that she was feeling good. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I saw the joy she had. Like, my wife had pretty long hair, bro. She was ready to cut her hair off and go G.I. Jane to start working out. And my girl ain't the type to be wanting to be in the gym. But she has so much energy. She has so much life. I was like, man, quinoa? You know what I'm saying? Like, Brussels sprouts? Do you like that? Like, she just has so much zeal. And so I was just like, if that's all I got to do, 
You know what I'm saying? That I'm about to be the best when it comes to vegan, plant-based. Like, we're going to we gonna do that as long as you good. And so for me, it was, it was actually good for me to navigate that space. And it, it wasn't that hard because the benefits, the reward, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it far outweighed it, for sure. That makes sense. And, and, and I'm curious to know this, too, because I hear you talk about the growth you experienced in marriage. Uh, very popular um, person that's floating around, as we all probably know, Andrew Tate. He made a statement I, I, I heard floating around on Instagram. He said he lives with his brother because he created this environment that allows him to be the best version of himself, which is being around a masculine um, a very masculine, male-dominated environment where every tr everybody's trying to be great. That's the environment he says can make a, grant, a, a man his best self. Where you now saying the marriage, actually putting yourself around a woman and actually grooming and heading a family is what allowed you to grow into the best version of yourself. What do you, I mean, do you think that a man, the only way a man can become his best self is with a woman or with an environment probably around, like you said, that male community, everybody grinding environment, which, which one will help us become our highest and best selves if we cultivate that? So here's the thing, right? I, I feel in a sense what Andrew Tate is saying, he's like, yo, I, I'm here with my brother. He's going to bring out the best in me. We both competitive. We both got the edge. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But is he going to really help your character growth? Is he really going to help you when it comes to humility? Is he really going to help you when it comes to being selfless? Let me tell you something, Ty, it's something different, but a woman can break you down. Like a woman can really check you. Like it's been days my wife came home from work talking to me crazy. You know what I'm saying? So Tate, he might be on some, you ain't going to talk to me because I'm a masculine man. But I realized, bro, my wife is just hurting. Mm. So let me be strong. Let me, I'm going to be that punching bag. The world already don't uh, respect women like they do men, and especially black women. So because I'm sure in myself, I'm going to govern my tongue. So I'm going to be more respectful. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to extend more grace. I'm going to extend more love. I'm going to be more gentle. So, yeah, so I, I definitely disagree with the idea of for a man to be his best self, he got to be around other alpha males. It's like, nah, bro, you're around a bunch of other jocks. A bunch of other people might push you in some other areas, but I'm on humility, bro. Like, I'm on character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on being the best type of human, not just a dominant human. We don't need a whole bunch of people out here trying to dominate every single aspect. It's like, yo, we need leaders and we need followers, right? And so I believe for me, if I was with my man Crump, my right-hand man, and we just lived together, I'd be, I'd be a dope dude. But I would not be nowhere at where I am today. I wouldn't be nowhere close where I am today. Like it is because I have a wife who's constantly challenging me, who's constantly bringing out the best of me. Bro, my wife, my wife don't get impressed. My wife don't be like, oh... That speech was so amazing. I'm so proud of you. I don't, my wife ain't on that. You know what I'm saying? She's not out here cheerleading, patting me on the head. It keeps me grounded, though. And I used to feel like, yo, God, how come she don't be affirming me? God was like, bro, when you got off stage, 100 people ran to you and told you how dope you was. 30 people want you to baptize them. 50 people were saying the best speech they've ever heard in your life. You need somebody that can keep you grounded. You need somebody that can keep you humble. And so for me, man, I just feel like ain't nothing. It's different, bro, when you got a daughter. It's different when you got children. It's different when you live a life of sacrifice. It's different when you put other people's needs before your own needs. And so I don't know if, if, if Tate is necessarily viewing it that way, but that's how I view it. So I, 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 I run with alpha males, but I live at home with my queen. Mm. I kick it with alpha males, you know what I'm saying? And we be building together, but me and my queen are building a dynasty. And that's the difference. Wow. You know, it, I, I mean, I get it. I'm, it makes sense what you're saying because yeah. I, I see it being a different level of, of development in that kind of environment, in that kind of space, different challenges that you're going to have. And with that being the case, it's also then safe to assume that if more men were able to get married, they'll be able to get cha this challenge and growth in, 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 in this way. But it seems like right now, for some reason, our generation, marriage is just leading again to divorce. And we're not able to create these happy marriages. And now even kind of got this war going on right now between men and women because of that. So when do you think a man should go about assuming this responsibility to go about heading this family? Because I'm still not convinced or figure, I, we haven't figured it out. Is it that the men are not qualified to be in these relationships to head these families, which is why we have in this result? Or is it the other way around? Hmm. But what's your thoughts on that? I, I think it's just, I think it's just a lot of brokenness across the board. 
you got two broken people coming together trying to have a whole relationship. It can be challenging. You know, this I don't know if Shannon and Shirley told y'all this, but I was fussing them for years. Like, man, y'all get y'all stuff together. Y'all the dopest marriage coaches in the game. Y'all need to have courses. Y'all need to have communities. Y'all need to be doing conferences. Like, y'all are saving marriages. Y'all are saving families. Y'all are saving whole generations. And I really believe that with all of me, right? And so I was challenging them that because people get into relationships and they don't know what they're doing. And they just out here trying to wing it. And so I tell folks all the time, like, if you really want to be successful in marriage, you know, you need to kind of look within and make whatever adjustments you got to make. And then you need to get the necessary help. So I believe to answer your question, the reason why a lot of marriages are failing, selfishness, all right, folks are just selfish. Human, I'm selfish. Humans are just selfish, right? Um, and then they don't really know how. They, conflict resolution. They don't know how to deal with issues. Now you got resentment growing and it's just a mess, man. And we got to get past the lubby-dubby feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get past that and really say, okay, is this somebody I can really build with? You know why I married my wife, Tracy? Because she wouldn't let me smash. For real, bro. I was meeting, bro, I was meeting all the baddest <laughs> chicks in the city. But when I invited her to the crib, she was like, no, thank you. Like a third person said wow. this in the last yeah, few yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like crazy. for real. Like, wow. that, uh, so, so all the ladies out here wondering, <laughs> like, notes. how am I find a good man? Like, psh, man, my girl ain't let me smash. Mm. All of our dates was at the park or at restaurants. I was trying to get her to come to the crib. It wasn't even like nighttime dates at first. And then when I finally invited her to the crib, because I had a dope little spot, I invited her. She finally was like, okay, I'll accept your offer. I'm coming over at 11. I was like, oh, it's going down. <laughs> right. Bro, she showed up at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm thinking like, man, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And so I got a couch like this, a couch here, a couch here. I'm sitting right here, big screen TV right there. She sits on the far other couch. I'm like, hey, come sit right here. She was like, I can see the TV just fine where I am. Wow. I said, oh, she got virtue. Mm. I said, oh, she fine and she got virtue. <laughs> I was like, yo, I could see you raising my son, my daughter. I could, I could, I could see us building an empire. It, it shifted everything in me. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, if she would have let me smash, you know what I'm saying, when I first met her, I'd have been like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? We had a great time. Right, but, but that's I don't right. really know if you want. I'm broken, you're broken, right? And so that was a difference for me. So what, do you, what can you do as a man to uh, put yourself in a position to attract a virtuous woman? Uh... I'll say this. This would this would this would piss me off. Cats be like, I want a woman a certain type of way, but you're not that certain type of dude. So, so all the homies out here that's like, <laughs> I want a virtuous woman, I want someone that ain't sleeping around like that, then you need to stop sleeping around too. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be a hypocrite. Don't have, you know what I'm saying? You don't be, don't have bad 50 of them in the last five years. But now you want somebody that, that didn't really sleep. It's like, come on, bro. And mm -hmm. so I think we should be who we want. I have people all the time that's like, um, um, I, want, I want the ideal husband. Well, are you the ideal wife? Or I want the ideal wife. Well, are you the ideal husband? And I just feel like, man, people are broken and people don't really know what they're doing. And we have so many black families and their households are broken. And then there's a cycle. And that really frustrates me. Like when I go to schools and I'm speaking, bro, I have little girls come up to me, 13, 14, 15, 16, crying, giving me hugs. I wish you was my daddy. Like, bro, that be pissing me off. Mm. I'm like, bro, your father should be here. You coming to give me a hug, telling me, thank you, you needed that speech, you crying, you telling me I changed your life, you wish I was your dad? I'm like, bro, where your dad was at? I'm gonna tell you where his dad was at. His dad probably met us, the mama in the club or somewhere, mm. smashed, she got pregnant, they didn't get married or they got married and they divorced. So now the father isn't there to show her her true worth and her true value. So whenever somebody come across and he cute and he like, I like you, and then he say, I love you, and now they doing some stuff and then she end up pregnant and the cycle continues. And now that young boy is being raised and he's like, well, my father wasn't here to show me how to value women, how to honor women, how to protect our young queens, you know what I'm saying? How to respect them, how to court them. He wasn't there. So you just out here trying to smash. So whenever you come across a little broken, cute little girl, you smash and y'all end up having a child and the cycle continues. And so we got to get this thing under control, bruh. It ain't, man, let me tell you, it ain't reparations. It ain't, it ain't the white man. It ain't society. It ain't Illuminati that's hurting our community. It's our broken homes and our broken families. It's the brokenness within us that we refuse to deal with. We refuse to address. It's, it's the lack of discipline that we have that's setting us back. 
And I feel like if we can just address that, everything else gonna fall into place. To this day! <laughs> you no, speaking directly to me on that one. No, that's real. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the virtuous aspect, because the, I mean, it takes a lot of work to be virtuous. And I don't, I don't know if we, I don't know if being virtuous is the same across the board, right? Is it, is it, is it absolutely the same across? The, because for example, even you yourself, right? You were in, you were in the streets, you were making moves, you were making plays when you met. Because uh, let me, let me not assume. Were you in the streets when you still met your lady? Mm-hmm. You were still in the streets when you met your lady. You're probably still out here, kind of playing the game a little bit, kind of smashing. But I think you have probably some core character aspects to you. You know, probably you were a very fo focused man. Mm -hmm. You probably were purpose driven. You probably were motivated. You probably had some discipline as it related to your work. And <clears throat> you still were able to attract this woman where the virtue in the woman is a little bit different, right? So is it not possible for a man to even, for example, be sexually active and still be able to attract a virtuous woman if he still has virtue in those other areas of his life that's I mean, important to his work and his manhood. Yeah, and you don't always know somebody's character. You don't always know their integrity. You know what I'm saying? So you can have a virtuous <clears throat> woman that's virtuous on all these different levels, and she meet a brother that's got some virtuous tendencies, but he's still out here smashing, but he's super fine. And he's nice to her. And he sweeps her off her feet because he got game. So it's not like the virtuous women, you got you to gotta be perfect. It's... That th that, this whole idea of virtuous is, is, is very complicated. You feel me? I would just say this. I tell people, be the absolute best version of you you can be. Right? Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a time when I found my worth and my value in money, the cars I was driving, the women I was with. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a time, like, that's where my worth and my value was. I'm in a different season now. But there was a time when I was like, well, if I dress like this and if I drive this and I get this baddie and I always keep a few in rotation, that's where my worth, that don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not where my worth and my value now comes from. But there was a time that was the case. I just tell brothers, like, get the healing, you know what I'm saying? Practice some type of self-discipline, you know what I'm saying? And don't be a hypocrite. Because I don't think it's right for us to say, well, she can't do this and that, but it's okay for us to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to relationships, this thing can be tricky. And, and what makes successful marriages work is when you have two people who are willing to be selfless. But when you got two people that's not on that and one that's like, well, I want to do this and, or I want it my way, like it ain't going to work. Me and my girl don't make no decisions if we're not on the same page. None. Big or small. $100,000 play, $1,500 play. We're not on the same page. I'm pausing. Because either you out of bounds and you just don't see the vision God gave me, I'm going to give you a couple of days or I was out here zealous on some stuff and you was on protection mode. See, in my household, I play the offense, bro. I'm putting up points. My girl years ago was like, maybe we should cut this. I'm like, bump that. We just made more money. I'm putting up points. My girl's on defense. So she's in protection mode. She's always checking the account. And so it's just like I had to learn to lean on that. And so I tell people all the time, like when it comes to us in our personal lives, like you got to have somebody that you can really build with you know what I'm saying? Somebody that knows you, but you also got to know yourself and be willing to have specific disciplines in place so that you can be the best version of you you can be. So, okay, so when you talk about your, uh, you playing offense and your wife playing defense, mm -hmm. so I, I guess that means that you have these established roles that you're going to, you know, play in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Was that intended, you know, did you have those discussions before you got married or was it something that you kind of just worked yourself into? Yeah, no, I stumbled upon it. Me and my wife are, are opposites in a whole bunch of ways. It's very few things that we have, you know what I'm saying, in common, except for our goals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The plans we got, like the purpose in life. We in alignment there. But as far as day-to-day, -day, how we move, we're, we're polar opposites. So if you mm. look at the disc assessment, you got the high D, that's more the dominant. You got the high I, that's more introverted. You know what I'm saying? I mean, extroverted, kind of outgoing, very gregarious personality. You got the S that's more structured systems. The C that's more cautious, analytical. I'm a high D, very dominant, very direct, but I'm also a, a high I, so I'm very outgoing. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I can meet a friend and kick it. My wife, she introvert, bro. She like, nope, give me system, give me order, give me analytics, don't be rushing me. I'm gonna take my time. And so we're opposites there. So she's always in protection mode. And we realized this through counseling. Because I was thinking, like, man, she ain't got no faith, man. She don't believe in me. I need a woman that got my back. I need a woman that's in my corner. You know what I'm saying? And I realized, like, no, she's not trying to harm me. She's in protection mode. That's her role to kind of play it safe. Because I'll be out here zealous, spending money, doing dodo investments. 
messing up my credit when she's the one that helped me build my credit. Mm. You feel me? So I had to learn to humble myself and say, Jay, you ain't got all the answers, bro. So the same way you're going to ET and Shan and all these other mentors, like your wife, in a sense, it has been a mentor to you. And then I've been a mentor to her because we both have our strengths and our weaknesses. That makes sense. And just so people know, too, man, you've been very active um, as I'm even still learning about you and your work with men and working with men over even the past years. And that's why we, we uh, uh, was very excited to get you on here to spit to the men. And when you in your years of just working with men and kind of seeing how they move, their strengths, their weaknesses, what's the main thing that you see men struggling with on a day to day basis? Some, I would say their worth. I see a, some, a lot of men, you know, really struggle with their worth. Mm. You know, I feel like that's why what you all are doing with the podcast, with your show in real estate. Like we got to let them know, like, bro, you, you more than a rapper or a ball player. You know what I'm saying? You a king. So I really feel like a lot of them struggle, you know what I'm saying, with their self-worth. Um, I believe a lot of them struggle with discipline. Delayed gratification, right? They want it quick. It's a science to it. You know what I'm saying? These things that you're supposed to have, it takes time. I tell people all the time, the most successful people in the world aren't those who are the most smartest. They're not the most talented. They're not the most gifted. The most successful people in the world are those who are the most disciplined. So I'm able to dominate in life because I'm hella disciplined. Some people might view it like it's corny because I go to sleep at 9, 9.30 and I'm up at 3 or 4. But when you see me in the south of France with my, with my brother and our wives, when you see me and our company and our team in South Africa for two weeks, a week in Johannesburg and a week in K, you can't say that's corny. When you see me putting kids in college, you can't say that's corny. When you see me buying 40 acres in the city of Atlanta to build our dream home and our own planned community, bro, you can't say that's corny. You feel me? And so I just feel like we've got to be more disciplined so that we can really dominate on that next level. No, that's real, man. <clears throat> I think, honestly, that's, that's, if I had to give it one, I would also went to discipline. Man, discipline is definitely something I can see a lot of brothers just slacking on, not really necessary. I mean, because really, if you think about it, just about anything we want in life, that's typically the key there. That's the journey process. And if we really was able to tap into that, then, I mean, we pretty much can unlock just about anything we want in life. You personally, how do you stay disciplined? <sighs> bro, I think that's probably what's caused me, you know, some of the most pain and agony. I, I read it one time. The word says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So I remember I got baptized October 17, 2009, right? Gave my life to Christ, became a new person. And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm on a straight and narrow. No more kick doors, you know what I'm saying? Like, no more dope dealer, you know what I'm saying? Like, no more running these streets. I'm really going to be a man of character or really be a man of faith. But it caused for me to have to stay that course. You know what I'm saying? At that time in my life, you know, I was smoking a pack of Newports a day. I averaged maybe three blunts a day. Damn, you smoking cigarettes? <laughs> oh, bro. That's back insane. In the day, bro. Brother look healthy as <laughs> <Right>? hell. <laughs> God restores. <laughs> yeah, you know, thir 13, 14 years ago, like, bro, I was wow. packing Newports a day, two to three blunts a day. You know what I'm saying? I wake up to a fifth of Henny, bro. I was living life like a rock star, bro. I was on some, was on some dodo stuff. And so when I hit that reset button, I realized, like, man, God, you really set me free. Like, you really have transformed my life. Like, I'm thinking clear now. I'm sharper. Some things are working out for me. But I remember just telling myself, like, I got to stay the course. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'm experiencing this win, but I want to continue to win. I don't, I didn't want to be that team that make it to the playoffs and make it to the, the to the finals, you know what I'm saying, and then win, but then they don't even make it to the playoffs next year. I'm trying to build a dynasty in my life. You know what I'm saying? I want in my whole being, my whole family, our legacy, I'm on dynasty stuff. So I'm trying to win year in and year out. One thing I pride myself on, which has been hard as hell, bro, it's my discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, ever since I changed my life, I ain't touched not one cigarette. I ain't smoked not one blunt. I ain't had not one. Um, drop of alcohol. I'll mix my wife a mean cocktail, pour her a glass of wine mm. or champagne, but for me, I ain't tasted a drop of it just mm. because I remember what that once was because I was that guy that would wake up drunk, stupid on the highway and my car running out of gas and I couldn't account for the last eight hours. 
Like I was that guy that could be arranging drunk, either I'm gonna buy the bar or we're gonna turn the club upside down because somebody did something to piss me off and I'm out of control. And the next day I'm like, that happened? Bro, I'm like, what kind of life was that? So I was like, okay, you can't be trusted. So now let me keep my mind, my body, my temple clean and clear. Other people might be able to go out and have a cocktail. You put something in the air on the weekend with your friends. That's cool. But for me, I'm like, what's working for me is none of that in my life. And so it causes me to be disciplined. Because there's times when I'm like, man, let me just, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm winning right now. You know what I'm mm. saying? There's times when my wife, you know what I'm saying? I might feel a certain type of way. She ain't showing me no love. Man, let me go to this little website right quick. I'm like, nope, it's been 13 years, no pornography. 13 wow. years, no masturbation. This is like, nope, he set me free. I want to stay free. And so I'm, I ain't going to lie, bro. Ryan, I'm fighting, I'm fighting the mental battle. I'm fighting the battles of, bro, ain't nobody going to know. I'm That's fighting the, the battles of, you deserve this. Yeah, yeah, come on. Let's be real now. That's now the hidden, we, now that's we the go sacrifices. That's the, that's the sacrifice uh, that nobody else know about except for you. Your brain is clever to talk you into that yeah, shit too. Yeah. You get all your clever thoughts that you you, Bruh, you start to you have. I had one little situation. It wasn't even nothing, but I was like, if I don't get a handle on it, it could be something. The next week, God was like, you need to stop that. And He was like, and tell some of your partners. Mm. Bro, I called Crump, told him. I called Et and told him. I told Shannon and told him. God was just like, bro. Like there's this ain't other people can probably do this, but for you, like you gotta cut this out right here. So for me, I've just been on this journey of just trying to keep my mind and my heart pure. You know what I'm saying? Temple, physique, cool, but my mind and my heart pure. And so it causes me to be disciplined, which can be very painful. And it ain't fun, bro. Right. It ain't fun being disciplined. I want to stay up to 11, 12 o'clock and watch the Lakers play, but I can't do that and run my companies with 20 different families and 20 different employees that's depending on me and travel the world to speak and still be the husband for my wife and the father for my kids and the son for my mom. Like, I can't, I can't be that person, but stay up to 12 o'clock at night. So I'm going to have to shut it down earlier so I can wake up earlier, seek the face of Todd, God, have me a bowl of oatmeal, hit that gym, Knock out some emails. So now by 637, I've accomplished more when most people are just getting up. And you know, and but you know what they say, too much is given, much is required. And so that's kind of the wave I'm on. So you talked about uh 13 years, no porn. Mm-hmm. Right? Porn is something that we've had many discussions with with other men about. And it seems to be, I mean, I didn't even know it was I guess I could have figured because I've had issues with mm-hmm. porn. I think right? every man is, is every, low key. I think every man, whether right. they're saying this or not. It's probably suffering with this shit in silence. Exactly, sure. exactly. So, but but what is what is it that you think attracts men to porn? I mean, you know, well, you got the visual. Like we seeing stuff we're not supposed to see, bro. That's the reality. Like we seeing like there's there's a reason that we wear clothes. If God wanted all of us to be out here <laughs> swinging and naked, then we would still be in that place. There's a reason. So, we, but like literally, I I could not. I couldn't go outside butt booty naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, I mean, right, I could right, if I lost my right. mom. I'm not supposed to. So when we're seeing all of this, and now we've got all these different ideas, and now when I look at my wife, I'm like, well, you're not doing what she did, and your body's not like her body, and you're not taking that deep throat like she was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that stuff ain't, that stuff ain't realistic, right, bro. Right. That thing, that thing is demonic, and it has a hold on our minds. It does. It's very strong. Bro, I seen the, I seen the, um, I seen the, I seen the image of a brain that was addicted to heroin and a brain that was addicted to porn. And bro, the brain that was addicted to porn was three times more shriveled up <laughs> than the brain that was addicted to heroin, bro. Wait, wait. So, so porn can shrivel up your brain in that? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get. I don't know the exact term, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know you got the neurons running through your brain. So it's like you see you see the red, you see the green, you see the yellow. Like you yeah. see how it's, it's affecting your bro. It's going crazy, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, man, that thing has a stronghold on people, and it's something that we can do secretly, and it's so easily accessible. Easily. You know, 20 years yeah. ago, it was like you had to get a a, a, a CD disc or it was a tough. DVD it, it or was you, a little magazine. Yeah, hidden, but now it's it's anywhere. It, it's everywhere. And so it's even been some things I have to safeguard myself. Like, I don't even manage my own social media no more because mm. I don't know who's sliding in my DMs. You know what I'm saying? They're, who going to send me pictures and images? And you know what I'm saying? I'll get caught up on some stupid stuff because I'm a man, bro. Bro, I got eyes, bro. I'm not, I'm not blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be the one, you coming this way, I don't want you to know I'm looking at you from behind. So I'm going to go ahead and start looking this way. That way, when you meet my eyes, I was already over there. And I'm looking at how fat that thing is. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's but ass I, watching 101 right there. Yeah. Oh, that was slick. That was good. That's, one, no, that's 102. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so I just, I want to, 
I want to keep it pure. And I feel like, man, my biggest battle in life has been to keep my temple, my eyes, my heart pure. It's weird, man. Like, God, I'm going to share something I don't share with a lot of people. I end up going through a nine-month fast from my wife. Sexually. Sexually. Yeah, not food. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nine months from the poo-poo. And that, for me, was the hardest season ever in my life. Like, there's nothing. That's like trying to get your Ph.D., um, while going through SEAL Team 6, Navy SEAL training. Absolutely. Like, it's meant, it was mental torment. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a sloppy dude. You know, I'm decent looking. You know what I'm saying? We doing well for ourselves. Y'all sleeping in the bed every night. Bro, I, mm-hmm. I got high testosterone. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to smash. And it, but, but my wife's health. You feel me? She, bro, she was battling depression. Her body was failing her. And because of her endometriosis, adenomyosis, it was actually painful for her. So I'm not about to be this dude sitting here humping you and you really in pain, talking about hurry up and come. So I just I was going through a season, and I feel like God was just like, man, release her from those expectations. And I was like, bet, and I set my girl down. And I was like, hey, babe, you know, I love you. I know you're struggling with your health, your anxiety, your depression, your body's failing you. We lost two babies. I was just like, yo, I'm good off. I'm good off that. She was like, no, you need. I'm like, boo, what I need is for you to be good. What I need is for you to be whole. What I need is for you to have joy again. So I was like, don't even trip. I'm going to be okay. She was like, what you going to do? I'm like, don't worry. I'm going to keep my eyes pure. I ain't going to be on no website. I'm not going to take matters into my own hands, figuratively (laughs) and literally. You feel me? Like I did that. I was just like, I'm really going to. You know, me and God are going to work on this journey. And that's when I started waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I needed, like, two hours with God to, like, fight that monster that was inside of me. And I went through a nine-month phase. And I didn't plan on it being nine months. You know what I'm saying? God was just like, just give her some time to just breathe because the pressure of her wondering if you're going to do something or are you upset and you catching attitudes because you walk around here with blue balls. Then you try to take a shower and the shower hella cold and it pissed you off even more. Now you got resentment in your heart. God was like, man, just release her. Release her. He was like, make love to her heart. God was like, man, make love to her mind. Like, make love to her soul. Still take her on date nights. Still hold her hands. Still hit the vacuum. Still wash the dishes. If she asks you to go to the grocery store, still fill her car up with gas and get the sucker detailed. Continue to chase her heart while you're trying to chase that tail. And I was struggling on the inside because I'm like, yo, but that's my wife. That's what I deserve. And God was like, you so selfish. Your wife is struggling, bruh. She's been a die. She's in a bad place. It's painful for her. Y'all lost children. How many more tears you got to wipe away? So God was like, bro, when you grow up, I'm about to forge you into a powerful man of God. I remember thinking like, yo, God, you're trying to break my heart. God was like, son, I'm building your soul. I'm doing something deeper inside you. Can you be strong enough, long enough for you and your wife to get that breakthrough? Can you be strong enough, long enough for her to have this peace and this joy? My girl look at me now. She, man, let me tell you something, bro. I ain't got to tell my girl I love her. I do every day. I ain't got to. My actions prove it. Mm. I went nine months and kept my eyes pure and kept my hands pure. I ain't had no little side piece. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I still courted you and you still getting Chanel bags. Come on, stop playing with it. You feel me? Like, I'm a different type of person, but it's because of what I've had to go through. So I don't want nobody to think I came out the... I came out the womb like this. It's like I had to slowly grow to this place, but I really had to go back to what we talked about before. Let me not be so selfish, mm. and let me take away what I need. And I know men is like, but men got needs, bro. I get that. But if my wife was a paraplegic, what I'm gonna do? For real, like if my wife was paralyzed from the neck down and in a wheelchair, am I gonna leave my wife? Mm. Am I gonna cheat on her? You know what I'm saying? And, and, so- and see, a lot of guys are talking like right there. Your mind could forge these thoughts where. Hey, look, this is what she putting you through this, man. You deserve to go out and get you some. Like, you deserve to go. Like, did you? It even you, sounds like you your was wife battling was all of those things. Hmm? Sounds like, sounds like your wife was, was even open to, you know, she was asking you, like, what you going to do? Yeah, and she wasn't open to me out here, you know, smashing. But she was concerned, like, well, if we go on this journey and I, you're releasing me. Like, bro, she know me. I'm a man, man, bro. She's like, so what you going to do? I'm like, boo, that's between me and God. He going to heal your body. He going to heal my heart. I'm going to be good. Wait, did you, did you face any depression at this point? Yes. Didn't realize it until a, a few years ago it was depression. 
Didn't realize it. All this time people talking about mental health and depression. I'm just thinking like I was just having a rough time. I was just taking some time to prayer. Hell yeah, I was dealing with a lot of depression. That thing was that thing was heavy on me. What what is it? What did uh the, your depression look like? But I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling. I'm still traveling and speaking. I'm still motivating. I'm still at companies and churches and schools and universities speaking. I'm still pointing to people. I'm still smiling to my friends. Me and my man Crump, we've been on this men's prayer line the last 12, 13 years. I'm still pouring into men every morning. But on the inside, I feel that emptiness. On the inside, I feel invisible. On the inside, I feel unappreciated. You know what I'm saying? On the inside, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling like I'm losing myself. And I was slowly, I thought I was like slowly losing my mind, but I didn't realize that until later. But that by far was the hardest season of my life. But, but again, it was also the hardest season of my wife's life. How, do, how did those internal feelings manifest outwardly? Man, so again, um, I'm hella disciplined, so it never manifested in a negative way. Gotcha. So I wasn't out here snapping on my wife. Like, and, and Crump, Crump know my wife, right? Like, that's his sister. Like, I ain't never cussed at her. I ain't yelling. Oh, wait, that's your brother-in-law. No, 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 no. Like, not like that. I'm saying, like, that's my brother. Like, he loves oh, okay, my wife. Like, that's his it's sister. Family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it's just family. like, yeah, but it's just like, you know, we don't, we don't be cussing and fussing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't be yelling. So that's not even our energy, you know? And so it just, I kept it more internal. Go to the gym and maybe take it out that way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But really through a lot of prayer, bro, and a lot of journaling and a lot of writing. You know what I'm saying? I'm writing books and I'm journaling and I'm writing and I'm trying to get it out and I'm talking to people. So I'm having these conversations with Crump. I'm having these conversations with Shannon. I'm having these conversations with E.T. The, the, the issue that men have is when they keep it to themselves. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us in a dark corner. And that's where mold grows. A dark, cold, damp corner. You want to push. No, no. But when we come to the light and say, man, I'm hurting. When we come to the light, bro, and say, I'm struggling. When we come to the light and say, this is really painful. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel empty. I feel tired. And I don't feel seen. And I don't feel appreciated. I don't, everybody's saying, what up, king? I don't feel like a king. You know what I'm saying? Like when we, when we, when we find a safe space, which every man deserves, Every woman deserves that a safe space to share how they feeling, whether they tripping or not, whether you, you yes, justified or whether you you just want you. We deserve a space to be able to share how we feeling. And so for me, I just I kept a lot of it in. And then when I had a safe space, psh, I would spit it out and share. Did you did you ever share how you was feeling at that time to your to your wife? No. Yes yeah. and no. I was I would share with her how the journey was going. But I didn't want it to make it seem like I was complaining because then that guilt going to hit her. Like I'm having sessions with my, me and my wife right now, we so good. We're not even having counseling sessions together. I'm, I'm having separate sessions because I'm telling my counselor like, hey, don't put that on my wife. Because my counselor's like, bro, you, bro, you doing this, you doing that. You're so amazing. Like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to your wife. No, she good. You just help me navigate this space. Mm. I don't need you to go to my wife and, and fuss at her and say what you should or should not be doing. You help me be able to navigate this space so I can be there for her. And God going to take care of me. God told me years ago, he said, bro, how you treat my daughter, how you deal with my daughter is how I'm going to deal with you. And I really keep that energy. God was like, how you deal with her? So people look at me like, man, Jeremy, you so blessed, you so favored. Well, that's, I take care of his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Man, man, Jeremy, God is so patient with you. I'm patient. You know what I'm saying? Well, my daughter, I'm looking at my life like, man, I don't deserve this stuff. It's like, well, I'm spoiling my girl. You know what I'm saying? Trips to Italy or whatever. Like, yep, you, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a challenge, but it's like who I've grown from the process, like that's key. And so I tell people all the time, like, because people, people will hear my story and say, man, Jay, man, them nine was rough. But it's like, ain't nobody saying, man, how, how hard was that for your girl? She don't want it to be like this. She didn't think when she got married, you know what I'm saying, that she would have all these health issues and, and couldn't, you know what I'm saying, take care of her husband's physical. Like she, and, she went, and she was on that, it's going to be painful, but I know that's what you need. I'm like, wow, babe, that's really admirable. But I ain't on that. <laughs> like I ain't on sympathy sex, and I ain't on sex if it's painful. This sucker going to be mutually beneficial, or we not going to do it, or we going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, miss me with that. But nobody ever really be like, Man, how was she doing? And I'm like, man, it was rough for me, but it was also rough for her. And this, here we are years later, and we're in a different season, a completely different season. You know what I'm saying? But God was just like, I'm putting you in this position to see if you can be strong enough, long enough 
to get that breakthrough. So you you shared a few times how God has had an impact on your life. Do you think uh, as a man going into a relationship, the most important thing that he should bring is a relationship with God? Absolutely. I mean, when I look at when I look at when I look at God, bro, I tell people all the time, like we got the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? And so I know how my life was when I didn't have God in the center and I was just kind of just kind of floating, doing what I wanted to do. I was like, eh. But when I got in alignment with the plan God had for me, like I really believe like in the Bible, like I'm, I'm a Christian, right? So I read what the word of God says that before I was born, God had a plan for my life. Like I really believe that. So now my energy, my energy now was just like, okay, God, well, if you had a plan for my life, like, I promise you, bro, the wealth I've been able to build and the success and the companies and the businesses, the world travel, like, people's like, bro, you so, I'm like, bro, I just do what God told me to do. I literally go play by play. I'm like, hey, God, man, the life you got for me is way more lit than the life I got for myself. So it's like, what, what you think I should do here? And I got counsels and I pray and I seek counsel and I get advice and I, ma- and I execute the move. And me and my girl on the same page, and that's all we winning. I'm gonna be honest, man. You spoke to me when you when you made that statement and stated that men need to find people to like pretty much get it off you yeah, to speak to. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, that's that's even something I struggle with myself. Hmm. Um, because I think a lot of times it can just seem like regardless, it's like complaining. Like almost like that's that saying where people be like, Hey, how you doing? And somebody might even respond being funny, they'd be like, oh, it, it don't matter. Nobody gonna listen anyway, right? Hmm. Like kind of like that. I really think even though that's something we say, I think we kind of believe that. In many ways, because mm-hmm. you didn't bring it to your lady for that same reason. Right. You don't want to seem like you was complaining to your lady. You don't right. want to put that stress on them. Right. And a lot of times we can just feel that way with everybody around us. So how do you know who to bring into that space? Like who to bring into that vulnerable space when you're in that place? You got to have somebody to get that off your chest and speak to for your own healing. Who, how do you qualify the people you, you have those conversa- conversations with? So I'll say this here. I, I, um. I would say that everybody should kind of look at their, every man should look at their Rolodex of their friends and try to say, okay, who are the five reasonable people that I could probably talk to and just express how I feel? And then once you write that down, then you got to go to them and then you got to let them know, hey, man, I want to come by and kind of just share how I'm feeling. I ain't really looking for advice, bro. I just know if I keep it to myself, I'm just trying to put a bullet in my head. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be like, Bet, but like, bro, again, I know you probably ain't got no answers. I know you ain't a counselor like that. Nigga, I just need somebody to talk to. And I feel like that's going to hit a little different. And then it lets them know, because if you hit me with that time, I'm like, bet. So now I don't have the burden of trying to figure out some deep advice to give you. But I'm just here to listen. We just need somebody to listen. It's, it's levels to it. One level is just having a safe space to share how we feel, to talk about our emotions, to cry, to fuss, to cuss, to, you know, send to throw something just get it out. That next level is to share that with someone who can actually give you advice and tools on how to work through it. And so I tell people do that all the time. It pains me to see so many brothers going to the gym, working on their body. Some of them on that next level, and they even got good credit and got a great <laughs> job. They make they doing all the stuff right. But on the inside, they ain't got nobody to talk to. They ain't seeking no counsel. And they out here capping like everything is smooth, but you really dying on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you smashing the way, at the rate you smashing that because you ain't got that true worth and value on the inside. And you really need peace and you really need healing. Somebody hurt you. Somebody touched you. Somebody broke your heart. Somebody broke your trust. Somebody abandoned you when you was young and you still ain't even able, was able to overcome that. And now you living the life you living now like in a facade. You know what I'm saying? And so I tell people all the time, find a safe space, but then let that person know, hey, Ron, I'm going to come and chop it up with you, bro. No pressure on, you know, giving me advice, but I just need to have a safe space to be able to share. Is that cool with you? Here we go. You got the bandwidth for that right now? Because mm. I know you got a lot going on too, bro. And if, if this ain't a good time, I get it. And if they say, yeah, man, pull up, you know what I'm saying? Then, okay, bet. Then that next level is to find a professional that you can actually sit down with that can now give you some tools so you can go through the rewiring process of your mind. Mm. Because we'll manipulate ourselves, bro. I got family members, bro, that's looking at me like I'm the enemy. And I'm like, I'm the only person that's ever been there for you. <laughs> right. But in your, because your brain, your mind is so sick, you can't even see that. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, our minds will play tricks on us. Like, right. that thing is real. Like, we will self-sabotage 
ourselves. And so that's why you need someone else that can now give you some game, that can give you some tools, that can help you come out of that victim mindset. And I feel like that can be a game changer for us all. That's real. Yeah. That's real. Then I got to stop smashing. This man done taught me how to smash. Bro. <laughs> no, I'm like, he talking, God, bro. Damn, man. You know, I'm, got to go as, fast. As, as you, you, you know, you, you giving us this feedback, right? I'm literally thinking in my mind, this is why we have the platform. Like for, sure. for interviews just like this one. Yeah. The ones where it's even hard to ask you questions because I'm thinking about the advice you gave me. You talk, when you talk about hmm. men, I'm like, damn, this me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, no, here we go. It's it's us. It's us, right? And, and one thing, man. Uh, shout out to CJ. He's the president of Eric Thomas and Associates. Y'all know mm-hmm. the big homie ET. Mm-hmm. CJ mm-hmm. is like, man, Jeremy. One thing I love about you is you so transparent. Like you don't even care what people think. I'm like, bro, people ain't got no heaven or hell to put me in. And the problem with our world today is there's a whole bunch of people out here living Instagram on a regular basis. Yeah. Meaning they make it seem like everything is perfect. Nah, bro, it's not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Marriage can be amazing. Marriage can be beautiful. It can also be very painful. It depends on, you know what I'm saying, your level of growth. It depends on your level of maturity. It depends on what you're willing to deal with and what you're willing to tolerate and your level of brokenness. You got some people that come into a marriage not really broken, like you know, some little stuff here or there, you know, little insecurities, a little pride, not much. You got some people that come from broken homes, abuse. She been molested. He grew up in a crack house. His father was never there. Her father abused her. Now they come together. It's going to be a lot harder for them. Mm. Right. And so I tell folks all the time, like when you're going through life, like pace yourself and get the help that you need. Like we all got another level to grow through. And I'm just being vulnerable and transparent with y'all because I feel like y'all have created a super dope, fly, safe space for me to speak my truth. And my prayer coming in here was that somebody get liberated. My prayer is that somebody is like, I need to flip that victim mindset. My prayer is that somebody is like, okay, maybe I do need to try to you know what I'm saying, figure out some different things. Because I brought, listen to me, man, I've been there. I, bro, I, I, like, I've been there. And I know how hard that space can be, being that guy, smashing, doing your thing, you the man, you know what I'm saying? And everybody looking, it's like, okay, I've been there. But it's just like, but now on the other side, I'm like, man, on this side, when you got worth, you got integrity, you got character, you got values, you now a leader, people want to follow you. Like, that thing hits on a whole other level. And so the beautiful thing, man, is conviction. I remember talking to one of my friends one time, and they was just like, man, I feel so far from God. They was like, they was distraught. And I said, man, you actually, you're going to be good. They was like, did you hear what I said? I said, man, the fact that you had that longing. Mm. You could be like, nigga, bump God, nigga. What, you know what I'm saying? Right. I said, but the fact that you like, something's missing. So the fact that y'all is like, come on, man. The fact that y'all are like, I'm a little convicted. Like, maybe I should reevaluate some things. That's so the purity of your heart where you realize, like, yo, there is another level that I can go to. Now, I'm 42 years old, so I've been in this game for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I've experienced a lot, but that's why I'm just sharing it freely because I know on the other side, like, I really believe God will bless you with what he can trust you with. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just like, okay, what do I got to clean up? What do I got to do? What adjustments do I got to make so I can be as strong and as powerful and as prolific as I'm supposed to be. I'm gonna go deeper, bro. I wasn't even gonna share this. You ready? Go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna go deeper. So, me being, um, my love language being physical touch, you know, saying words of affirmation, I've never been a dude to get massages. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of felt like, hey, I don't want nobody touching me but my wife or my girl. You know what I'm saying? So, I've never been one to get massages. I just always kind of felt like it was weird. And so probably about a year ago, one of my counselors was like, Jeremy, you taking care of your mom, you taking care of your family, you taking care of your company, your people, you got nonprofit in South Africa, you taking care of all these people, are you taking care of you? I was like, yeah. She's like, you need to take a weekend, because I was about to crash and burn, bro. Take a weekend, go get you a hotel downtown Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, go get you a massage, man, go eat you a good steak dinner, you know what I'm saying, do some hydrotherapy, like just take the weekend for you and I did that and I got a massage that sucker was phenomenal then I went to the counter and was like hey 
I was trying to stay at the spa all day. Run me another one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then it was me and my girl's anniversary. The next week, I'm like, boo, let's go get a couple's massage. We get a couple <laughs> massage. Then we go uh, to Cancun or Tulum or somewhere the next week for the vacation for our anniversary. <laughs> I get another massage. And then I came back to Atlanta. Like, you know what? Every Friday is self-care Friday. I told my chief operating <laughs> officer, Nicole, I said, hey, tell everybody I'm off on Friday. Don't bother the boss. I'm going to get massages. And by that second one, that second Friday, God said no more. God said that these massages will be a God to you. God was like, you was initially going to get the massages because you work out, because you tired, you tense, you tight. He's like, bro, now you just going because you want to be seen. Now you just going because you want to be touched on and rubbed on. And I'm thinking like, yo, but I ain't doing nothing crazy. And God was like, but I know you. It's only a matter of time before they offer a happy ending. It's only a matter of time. You know what I'm saying? Before they take that towel off, like it's only a matter of time. And I was just like, God was like, bro, you too fragile. You still, you still building with your wife. Like y'all still, y'all in a, a much better space, but it still ain't, it ain't perfect. And so God was just like, bro, watch it before you get caught up on some dump stuff. And I was just like, yo, man, I'll give you everything, God. Come on, man, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking. I stopped dope dealing, robbing. Like, I stopped, I stopped all of that. I stopped pouring. I stopped all of that. Let me just get the massages. And he was like, man, where I'm taking you, where I'm taking you, ain't no place for that in you. He was like, other people can go and get a smooth little massage. Mm -hmm. He was like, but where I'm taking you, there's no place for that in your life. And so I'm just letting y'all know, man, like, it's so many different levels to life. And one thing that God shared with me last year, he said, Jeremy, you have to release in order to receive. So there are some things that we got to leave behind so we can make room for what God has for us in the future. And one of them things for me last year was massages. And God was just like, bro, I know you. It's only a matter of time. And because I got paper, I'll mess around and be getting two, three massages a week. And then they'd be my little secret. That's where it starts. It's my little, don't nobody know about it. Yeah, I'm going to the gym. I'm probably going to put an hour and a half in where I really put in a half an hour, so I go get a massage for an hour. And there ain't no telling what's going on up in there. It's like, because I, I got paper, it's like I can afford the vices, but I can't afford the consequences. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can afford to pay for it, but I can't afford to pay the repercussions. And God is like, bro, look at your beautiful daughter. Look at your beautiful son. Look at your beautiful wife. Look at your beautiful 7,000 square foot modern home in Atlanta, glass everywhere, floor to wall, ceilings. Like, like, bro, look, but like, God, it's not like, bro, like, I, bro, like, look, you got a driver's? Like, bro, I've, I've tremendously blessed you, but there's no room for that. I'm just like, man. And so for me, I'm just sharing that with y'all to let y'all know it's constant levels to it, but we got to get to a point where we have to release in order for us to receive. And so in this new season, in 2023, man, ain't no telling what I'm going to be blessed to be able to receive because of what I left behind in 2022. No more sex or massages. Hey, right, right, <laughs> right. right. That's, that's two things off the goddamn list now, goddamn. <laughs> this I'm shit like, getting crazy around here. It's, it's, it's hard to listen to it, man. This shit getting crazy. Like, man, you know you got to change some shit. Now, 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 <laughs> let, let me ask you this, and I want to I I wanna actually close it out on this here because you actually do a, a phenomenal job speaking on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's a, um, a topic you speak on a lot, and that's a topic, man, Probably like the, even the last year, the last two years, I went heavy on reading a lot of books on. Some of my, my, my favorite brother I love to hear speak on it is, um, I love Miles Monroe. I was about to say, Dr. Miles, Miles Monroe's Monroe goes crazy on purpose. I probably read two of his books on. He got like probably like seven different books yeah. on just purpose alone. Yeah. And then also Way of a Superior Man, which we recommend a lot to the men on the platform. That's a phenomenal book to read on purpose. David D. the author. He actually described purpose as an onion. Where especially as us as men, our goal is to pretty much peel it back layer to layer because mm -hmm. there's different aspects of our purpose, but depending on the phase of life we're in, but the goal is to get to the, our deepest core purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And at this point of your life, what would you have defined and figured out that your purpose is here on this earth? Oh, man, this is to speak life, bro. It's to speak life and to lead by example, you know, because words are powerful, but, you know, saying... Faith without works is dead. So it's like you can speak it, but you got to actually live it. You know what I'm saying? They say actions speak louder than words. So for me, it's two things. It's to lead by example. So, you know what I'm saying? And to speak life. 
Like people, bro, need hope. People need inspiration, bro. People need that push. People need purpose. Like people, people need that reason, right? People need that energy. So I know I've been put on earth to give that, but I've also been put here to share my story. You know what they say? It's only a testimony if you testify. So that's why I'm open. That's why I don't mind sharing the mistakes I made because I don't want brothers or sisters to have to go through what I went through to get to where I am. It's like, okay, I can learn from Jay's mistake. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I feel like, man, I've been put here. My purpose in this world is to my South African, excuse me, my Zulu name because I, I got named by a Zulu elder probably six years ago when I first went to South Africa. And my Zulu name is Melusi. Melusi, which means the shepherd. So, like, it's clear, man, like, God has called me. My purpose is to shepherd, is to guide people to that next level. You know what I'm saying? And, and I do that from my own experience. Like, I'm not the type of person that's going to, you know what I'm saying, tell you something I read in a book. Like, the advice I give, bro, I put in books. You know what I'm saying? And so it comes from a depth. And so I feel like the more open and the more vulnerable I can be, the more it's going to help the next man you know what I'm saying, go to the next level. So I, I feel like, man, my life is, is filled with purpose to lead and to guide, you know what I'm saying, and to help shepherd, to help, you know what I'm saying, people go to the next level. And I, and I do that through a number of different things, from speaking, whether it's for a company or a sports team or a school or university. You know, me and ET, we partner together with Inky Johnson. Mm. Uh, we got the number one professional speaking platform in the industry, Next Level Speakers Academy, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we came together to really show people how to share their message, how to monetize their story, the branding, the marketing, like how to really get out here. And that's how we gonna change the world, bro. I'm not even, like I'm, I'm grabbing the mic, I speak, I get paid top dollar, it's a crazy blessing. But if I can help 10,000 people do the same thing, now we got more people starting podcasts, we got more people jumping on stage, we got more people speaking at conferences, we got more people coaching, we got more people counseling, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we put more hope out here in the world. And listen, you are doing exactly what you were here to do. And Appreciate I it, thank man. you for doing what you do. Absolutely. The audience thanks you. As a matter of fact, I'm sure they want to get in touch with you, even though they ain't getting in touch directly with you because they get in touch <laughs> with you, your social media manager because this brother is well protected from right, all right, vices. Right. But <laughs> let the people know how and when they, uh, how and where they can get in contact with you, brother. Yeah, so website, jeremyanderson.org. And um, Instagram, Twitter, it's at one. The number one, Jeremy Anderson. I'm pretty easy to find, man. You type me, you type my name, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Jeremy Anderson, anywhere, and uh, my stuff pops up, man. That shit is popping. That's work. Oh, That's work. Appreciate you guys, <laughs> man. Appreciate, appreciate you. I'm proud of y'all, man. What's up? It's like, it's not going to be easy. But if you hang in there, all your dreams can come true. Now, listen, thank you very much for coming up here again, and thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Hardly Initiated. We are out.